Hi, and welcome to Unfailing Love with Kim. You know the drill. Put me on pause, go fix yourself a cup of coffee, and meet me on the couch. Hi, and welcome back to Unfailing Love with Kim. It is time for our scripture passage of the week, and I actually have a couple of them, and they're all on trusting the Lord. So Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him, and He will make straight your path. So when you are trusting Him, then you need to also acknowledge that the good things that are happening in your life are because of Him. So you need to acknowledge Him, and He will make straight, make straight your paths. Proverbs 37, 3 through 6 says, Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and befriend faithfulness. Delight yourself in the Lord, and He will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust in Him, and He will act. He will bring forth your righteousness as the light, and your justice as the noonday. I'm going to go back up to verse 4, where it says, Delight yourself in the Lord, and He will give you the desires of your heart. Some people take that and think, Oh, I've had this desire to do this for so long, and He's going to give me that now. And I see it a whole lot different. I see it as... If you are delighting yourself in the Lord, he will place the desires in your heart and they will become your desires to do for him. So it's just all about, all about trusting God in everything. And that isn't easy to do, especially here the last year or so. It's been, it's been even harder. But sometimes we need something to shake us up and, and get our attention because sometimes we also become content and aren't really trusting him either not content, complacent, excuse me, complacent and aren't really trusting him either. So I'm not saying that everything that's gone on this last year was because God wanted to shake us up, but sometimes circumstances come along and they do shake us up and they turn us back to him and make us think about trusting in him again. So I challenge you this week just to find different ways that you can trust him and acknowledge him for the good that he's doing in your life. I will see you on the other side. Hi, and welcome back to Unfailing Love with Kim. I have been just getting frustrated watching um, TV shows and advertisements and commercials for TV shows, not so much the TV shows. And I keep hearing these, these kinds of things. You deserve. You deserve it. Go out and buy yourself this because you deserve it. Pamper yourself because you deserve it. It's all about you, you, you. And that just breaks my heart because that is not anything what God is about. It's not about us being all about us. It's about us helping and caring for and loving others around us for his sake. And I just... Everywhere I turn, I hear things like that. Sometimes on the TV, a lot on the TV, but also like on my job. Oh yeah, I, I've just been doing so good at this that I just deserve to go out and buy a new car. Okay. <laughs> Did you pay cash for it? Because if you couldn't, then maybe it wasn't a time just to go and splurge on yourself. I'm not saying you can't get a car if you can't afford to pay the whole thing. But if you're doing it out of a reward for yourself, 
then you need to re-examine that because our rewards are in heaven. I'm going to read you a few scriptures here and then we'll come back and chat some more. So this one is out of, this was a pretty long one, Matthew chapter six, starting at verse nine. Therefore I tell you, oh, sorry, didn't go far enough back. <laughs> Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy, where thieves break in and steal, but lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will also be. So is your heart here on earth in things that we just think we need and want? Or is our treasure going to be up in heaven? It's an old story. I don't even know if it's, it, it's just one of those old stories that you see in a, like a Bible or a church bulletin. Um, this man was, knew he was ready to go. And so he's packing up all of these bars of gold in his suitcases. And when he goes into heaven, they're like, why did you bring pavement? Because in heaven, the streets are made of gold. The things here on earth that we value are nothing. Now keep in mind, I said the things. God wants us to invest in people. He wants us to love on people. He wants us to help people. He doesn't want us just to get things for the sake of getting things. That's a really short-lived enjoyment usually. And then the bill comes and then you dread it. Now maybe some of you out there make a lot more money than we do. So maybe you can you can just go out and buy things and not end up dreading it later. And it isn't even just, sometimes we have the money to go buy something, but we could have put that money on some debt that we still have, that we're working through. But we get these dollar signs in our, in our eyes, or we get these, um, not really dollar signs, but all these things that we wish we had, that we were envious of other people for having. When we get a little extra cash, we just, Man, all the stimulus money that's been coming in over the last year. I know it's not a lot for those of you who are hurting, but I know there's a lot of people out there that weren't hurting, that got the money, and man, they're just looking around for ways to spend it. Going back to Matthew 6, starting at verse 22, the eye is the lamp of the body. So if your eye is healthy, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light in you is darkness, how great is the darkness? No one can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and money. Does that mean God wants us all to be walking around poor? No. But having money to live on? and to help others with, to give back to your church. That is not a master then. But when we get a little extra money in our pocket and we can't wait to go spend it on something, where's the master? Just something to think about as they're voting on new stimulus packages, just something to think about. And I'm not saying you can't go buy something. I'm saying take a look at your motives for doing so. Back to verse 25. 
Therefore, I, I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns. Yet your heavenly Father feeds them. And you, are you not more value than they? And which of you is being which of you by being anxious can add a single hour to his span of life? And what, why are you anxious about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in, in his glory was not arrayed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the fields, which today is alive and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you? O oh, you of little faith. Therefore, do not be anxious, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the Gentiles seek after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. So the whole point is put God first. Don't put things first. Don't, don't make a big deal out of the things that you think you should have. going to go down now to Philippians chapter 2 starting at verse 2. So if there is any encouragement in Christ, any comfort from love, any participation in the spirit, any affection and sympathy, complete my joy by being of the same mind, having the same love, being in full accord and of one mind. Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. Let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. Have, his mind, have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men, and being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death even death on the cross. Now, if you can find anywhere in there where we're supposed to put ourselves first, I certainly don't see it. Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit. We're supposed to live in humility and count others better than ourselves. Not boast about ourselves, right? Not just look at our own interests. Oh, no, we need this. Or we're going to do it this way and not even care about what anyone else has to say or, or their interests or what their situations are. Jesus emptied himself by taking the form of a servant. Shouldn't we too do the same? I'm going to go on to Philippians chapter 1, starting at verse 15. Some indeed preach Christ from envy and rivalry, but others from goodwill. The latter do it out of love, knowing that I am put here for the defense of the gospel. The former proclaim Christ out of selfish ambition, not sincerely, but thinking to afflict me in my imprisonment. What then? Only then, only that in every way, whether in pretense or in truth, Christ is proclaimed, and in that I rejoice. 
So when you are preaching Christ, are you doing it from envy or rivalry? Like, oh, no, no, you're sinning. Or are you doing it out of love and goodwill to people? Okay, we're going to go to James chapter 3, starting at verse 13. Who is wise and understanding among you? By his good, contact, good, good conduct, let him show his works in the meekness of wisdom. But if you have bitter, jealous, bitter jealousy and selfish ambition in your hearts, do not boast and be false to the truth. This is not the wisdom that comes down from above, but it's earthly, unspiritual, demonic. For where jealousy and selfish ambition exist, there will be disorder and every vile practice. But the wisdom from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, open to reason, full of mercy and good fruits, impartial and sincere. And a harvest of righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace. I'm just thinking about how, how we humans have become so selfish. It's all about me, right? And that's just sad to me because that is not at all what Jesus was about. He came and gave his life for us. Yet we, we find ourselves looking to other things to fulfill us when all we need is him. There is nothing else we need in this world but him. I have one more scripture that for some reason I didn't put in my notes, but I knew I wanted maybe because it's just one that we talk about so much that we, I, I don't really need to even put it, <laughs> put it in here. I know it so well, but it is going to the love chapter, of course, first um, Corinthians chapter 13 that talks about what love is. And I'm pretty sure we're going to find in here that it doesn't say love is all about me. Love is about what I can get and what I can do and, and what I deserve. No, that's not love at all. So we're in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, starting at verse 4. Love is patient and kind. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never ends. Yet when we put ourselves first, when we're all about what I deserve or what I should have or I should pamper myself because I've had a hard week. Well, there's a lot of people who've had a lot harder week than you that could probably stand to have some encouragement during that time that you'd be pampering. Do you know somebody in your church that's struggling? Could you reach out to them and just befriend them out of humility? Or is that spa day so important to you, more important than Christ, more important than love? I know before I've talked about that um, the word says to love your neighbor as yourself. 
And if you don't love yourself, then how do you love your neighbor as yourself? How is that a good thing? But that doesn't mean that doesn't mean that you have to be selfish. It just means that you have to accept you as the person that God created you to be. That's what you have to do to love yourself. You don't have to be all arrogant and pompous. You don't have to pamper yourself or buy yourself that new dress every week because it was a hard week at work. You don't have to go out to the fanciest restaurants. And you don't even need to be going out and buying gifts for all the people around you because that in and of itself can be selfish. Yes, you're buying it for other people, but why are you buying it for other people? To get that attaboy? To have them fawn over you? Or are you doing it to care for them? And if you're doing it to care for them, maybe you should reach out first and just be there for them. And if you do want to bless them with the financial support or with an item that they need, if you're truly doing it as Christ would, you don't need to be known for that act. You could find a way to do it without doing so, without being known. So I think this week we just really need to reflect on where we are on this because we can all fall into that selfishness. We can all fall into that, yeah, what about me? And it's so easy to do, especially in the world that we live in, especially in the US. It's all about everybody taking care of me. No. It's all about you taking care of others, loving others, sharing your life with others, sharing your hope in Christ with others, sharing a meal with others. Invite somebody over to have dinner with you. I know, I know, COVID. So sit on opposite sides of the room and eat. I'm one that's being cautious of COVID, but that doesn't mean I can't have two people come and, and eat dinner with my husband and I. We can keep six feet apart. If our kids can do it at school, I think we adults can do it. So as we go into this next week, really take a moment to examine what your motives are for the things you're doing, whether they are out of envy or boastfulness or selfishness, or whether they're out of love as Christ loves, unconditional, without restriction, without limitation, are you loving regardless? Start with your spouse. I mentioned other people, but start with your spouse. Sometimes that's, that's where we fall down the most is that we don't love our spouse enough. 
So what can you do for your spouse this week? And when you do it and they don't say anything about it, don't go back and say, man, I did this for you and you didn't even notice. That's not love. Love is doing it out of a selflessness. Out of just wanting to serve a humbleness and not needing recognition for it. So I challenge you this week to find a way to selflessly love your spouse. Maybe love a neighbor or a friend you haven't spoken to in a while. Reach out, be there for them. Okay, I think I covered this pretty well. I think we read a lot of scriptures that tell us how we're supposed to be. Doesn't make it easy in the moment. But we need to challenge ourselves on a daily basis as to whether the choices we're making are selfish or selfless, are arrogant or envious, or if we're rejoicing in the truth. Okay, we're going to finish up here. I will pray us out after I give out a little bit of housekeeping. Would love to hear from you. You can leave me a voicemail on the Anchor app or on anchor.f as in family, m as in marriage, slash unfailing love with Kim. Or you can send me a message on Facebook at unfailing love with Kim. Or you can send me an email at unfailinglovewithkim at gmail.com. Or I have a phone number here where you can reach out and leave a message for me. And that number is 509-537-1191. 509-537-1191. So I hope to hear from you between now and next week. And I, I just pray that you guys have a blessed week. So I'm going to pray us out of here and then we're going to go on about our day. Father God, I am just so grateful that you are our example. Christ, you came to earth to show us what humbleness looks like, what patience looks like, what kindness looks like. You showed us, Lord, the right way to live and the right way to love. And if we forget it, we can find it in your word. And Lord, I just, I am so grateful for that, that guidance. And Lord, I pray for each and every person listening, that they receive this message with an open heart. And that if they are in a marriage and they're struggling, that they take this upon themselves to love on their spouse. Selflessly patiently, kindly, not about themselves, but about their spouse, expecting nothing in return. And I know this is hard, Lord, so I ask you to be with each and every person. Lead them and guide them. I ask you to bless each and every marriage of everyone who's listening, Lord. And I ask you just to be with them every step of the way in this next week, reminding them to be humble and to love others. 
I ask the same of myself, Lord God. I need your help every day to remind me to seek you first, to follow after you, the example you've given us. And I thank you and I praise you and I give you all the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Have a blessed week.